For the next day and a half, we didn't do much more than catch what we needed for food so we wouldn't have to dig into our stash. The mosquitoes were bad, but it was the black flies that were the worst. They swarmed all over the place, and we ended up wrapping Bill in a blue tarp I'd found in the shed to try to prevent maggots. We dug the hole a little further back than the shed, in a soft, loamy spot near some pine trees, and dragged Bill to there. I was sitting on the dock, looking out at nothing, when I felt somebody walk up behind me. Probably Jordan, coming out to try his hand at some lake trout. He'd mentioned that earlier, but I'd been brooding, waiting for something to happen. In all the classes, YouTube videos, and my own experiences, I wasn't prepared for the reality of waiting. There was nothing that could train your mind for when the shit actually did hit the fan, and you felt you had to be doing something. But you had to wait. If they didn't get us, how long would it take to walk one thousand miles? It'd probably be more in the end as it wasn't a straight shot and there was water to cross and all sorts of other things. I did some mental math, having no idea what would be realistic. But say I could walk ten miles a day. That'd be like a hundred days of walking over three months. I didn't have three months' worth of supplies, nor could I carry three months' worth of supplies. I could see if we could drag one of the boats to one of the numerous rivers. But many of them led to other lakes, or even one of the bigger bodies of water, eventually. Not where you want to be with an eighteen-foot rowboat. The only other place I could think of was the reservation. The only reason I'd noticed it was I pulled up a Google Earth map showing the topography to see how far out in BFE Pringle Lake was. It was pretty far out because I had to hit the zoom button a half dozen times, but the first thing I'd seen was the reservation to the northwest of the lake. I didn't know exactly where it was, nor did I know how far it was. Penny for your thoughts? Tracy said, sitting down next to me on the dock. You'd have made about a half cent then, I told her, and stared off into the distance. No, not you. You're thinking, planning. It's why you're more upset than everyone else here, she said softly. Well, you're about seventy percent of the reason I'm upset, I admitted. If you weren't here, I'd have about two-thirds less to gripe about, and then wondered if I'd actually said that out loud or just thought it. I'm sorry, she said simply. For what? for whatever it is you're blaming me for. I'm sorry, all right? Her voice was almost pleading. You cheated on me, I told her. It was the one thing that I'd never been able to tell Brian, why I hated his wife so much. He'd bugged me on more than one occasion why, other than I used to be married to her. And I just didn't tell him. As much as I disliked her... I didn't want him to look at her the same way I did, with suspicion and disgust. We were twenty. I've changed. You've changed, she told me. I haven't changed all that much, honestly. So why come on up here if you hate me so much? There was something in her voice that I couldn't put my finger on. Maybe hurt? Actually, I wasn't going to. Jordan talked me into coming. When I found out Brian was going to bring you, I tried to get a refund. You know what? You're still the same sad, immature boy who never grew up, she said, standing. Maybe I was. She left just as silently as she'd come out. I stared into the water, my thoughts dark. I knew we should be doing something, executing some plan.
I was almost shaking with the urge to do something, anything. Should we go? Should we stay? The cabin was outfitted with two grills. One of them was a smoker, little Coleman wood or charcoal fired. I thought about the fish in the lake, and I thought about the dark shapes I'd seen at the water's edge a half mile away that morning. Moose, elk, caribou. I didn't know what they were called up here, but I supposed it was a moose in all likelihood. It had been wading into the water, its head dipping underneath and pulling something up to eat. I'd been half-tempted to go see what it was that it had been going after, but I'd remembered Bill's warning. The way my circular thinking went, I then remembered the next day was the day I was going to put Bill to rest, one way or another. Dude, Jordan said, sitting down next to me. Apparently I have this big neon sign on my head that says, Tom can fix your problems, come talk to me, or something equally stupid.